Hey there. Welcome to the in between. I thought about not just, uh, just not saying anything. Seeing how seeing, long? Seeing how long like it would he would trail it off before <laughs> I was like I was li- I was looking at you. Awkward. Awkward silence. Before I asked if we were recording again. Yeah. So that he had to start <laughs> recording you know, again. Stop, start over. I didn't stop recording. I'll just cut it out. Oh, did you really? You didn't start over? No. It, this is good. This is good for me. I need to remember. I need to be reminded. <laughs> but and we and you know what? I look just look down and we are in fact recording. That's right now, oh, which good. is good. Excellent. That's good. I can keep my job. <laughs> okay. Also, I'll tell you, y'all did a, a a while back when I, so I always listen to the ones when I'm not here. Yeah. And when it was just the two of you, I'm so grateful. There was oh, a no. point in the middle of the talk when when you said it's okay. I'm going to edit that part out. What something that, sure that John didn't, said and then didn't. And then, <laughs> not only didn't, but then it's you saying, "Don't worry, I'm going to edit that part out." <laughs> Those are my favorite moments in any podcast. It happens for everybody. I've heard, I've heard it happen with like big name podcasts where yes. you have them going. Well, at okay, some I'll point, it's it's just a joke. Like there's there's no. I I don't know if I meant to do. I think I might have been like, yeah, for sure, never, <laughs> never yeah, exactly. edit that. No, it's not <laughs> the best part. Not gonna happen. That, okay, that's good. We're not we're <laughs> not spending that much time on this. That's right. Ouch. Okay, so <laughs> I got a text. I got a text this morning that said to to those to those elect exiles of the dispersion of the dispersion. Six more words. That's your six. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "There's your next sermons. The next six words." It's so, not. I mean, that's not wrong. I, there's. If I wanted to spend a whole Sunday on the doctrine of election, I, I guess I guess I could do that. Are you, are you going to get all the way through verse two, please? Ooh, I wouldn't know. Dad, comment. Oh no, verse two is too awesome. I don't. Well, think I know, I will. but Maybe I, I will. But so far, so far, I'm it a lot. It all it really all comes down to how much time I spend on the word elect. We we need to revisit what we're singing on Sunday because <laughs> the songs I've picked. Um, hey, God willed it, man. They 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 deal with <laughs> obedience and the sprinkling of His blood. So we might we might need to back up. Those may need to wait until but next that, week. That feels like a that feels like a sermon. No, absolutely. The foreknowledge of God the Father, the sanctification, if not three sermons. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Here we go. Five point three years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. if, if that's the case, then we may just go ahead and stick with yeah, these songs. Say, and got plenty. Of we'll time. we'll revisit them in a month. Yeah, that's that sounds right. good. You, you know, when we finally in a row. when we finally get to uh, what is it? Verse Obedience two, Christ chapter or verse two e. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with His blood. I mean, it's just I, you're you're right. It's just really He packs a lot into yes a very small amount, and that's a greeting. I know. <laughs> he know. It doesn't. He doesn't lighten up. We're not even teaching yet. So I'm I'm intrigued by there's two things that I know I'm going to mention Sunday, and then we'll be unpacking for the entire time. So I want to get y'all's thoughts on this too. One is how. He intermixes language that is clearly about the Jewish people with a letter written clearly to Gentile believers, in at least in places. And so I just I think it's cool. I'm excited about it. Um, I, I think it's but he uses the you know the chosen exiles dispersion, and it would be natural that you would think well he must be talking about Jewish Jews. people at least Jewish believers. Right, yeah. and I don't think he's not talking to Jewish believers. I don't think they're like somehow excluded from the letter. But man, 
not only talking to Jews. Yeah, he, well, clearly, because he, he goes on and talks about how these were not a people. Yeah. And now they're a chosen people. Like, it's, anyway, it's it's a, it is, it is not even a little bit accidental. Like, it is very no. intentional, and I think it's a very powerful, unifying mm. message. So using Jewish descriptors for a Gentile audience, is that what you're saying? Or? It, it seems like it. Okay, interesting. You, I mean, do you want to talk really briefly about what the dispersion is? Because are you just going to do that on well, Sunday? Well, I will certainly on Sunday, but I mean, how cool that we're, I mean, the, this audience should not have a hard time understanding the concept of dispersion or exile. Exile. Because yeah. we just taught Daniel and about the exiles. And um, at this point, the idea of a dispersion, there was at this time a Jewish dispersion, as well as potentially a Christian dispersion, which was that, that, which had happened during the exile. So the idea of an exile is that is that the, the country that was in control of Israel kind of dragged people all over the place, in the case of Babylon, especially to Babylon. But, I mean, they got chased all over the world. The Assyrians did it, and the, and the Babylonians did it, and, the, and then the Greeks and the Romans did it. And, and so they were spread all over, if for no other reason, just to escape the persecution of living in the Holy Land. Well, here you have, you know, we're, we're now a few decades after Jesus, and the, the disciples have also spread out. The followers of Jesus have spread out, and there are converts all over the Asia Minor, especially. <clears throat> but it's it's definitely dual usage language. You're meant to teach something. Sure. So I'm intrigued by it. The parallel actually falls between, I think several people have pointed out, that it's First Peter and James. Hmm. That they're roughly the same yep. length. Uh, they're roughly the same target audience as far as, again, those that are among the diaspora or those that are dispers- in the dispersion. Um, and, but I think, again, this, this really is Peter's uh, use of this language to direct it towards Gentiles because you have in James those from Jerusalem, now the s- scattered Messianic Jews, the Christians who are real Jews, and then now here you have those directed from Babylon, not Jerusalem, Babylon, right? again, to these Gentile Christians mm-hmm. who are falling under this again, name nomenclature right. of scattered Jews. Yeah. I, I think it's amazing, an amazing unifier. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think it's Peter's using language that typically would be special for the Jews, but he's applying it to the Gentile believers. So I'm, I, I, I have, in studying it before, I've noticed it. I've never noticed how, I mean, it is a main fabric of this tapestry, so to speak. I mean, it's a main color. It's all woven through this, uniting the Gentile Christians to their Jewish, what, forerunners, maybe is the right way to say it, to their Jewish forerunners. Yeah, in the same way that it's, so James is oftentimes considered kind of an an exposition of the Sermon on the Mount, right? So Matthew, Mm -hmm. the chapters 5 through 7, when Jesus is preaching, again, probably to a Jewish audience. Right. But then... All, all First Peter is is an exposition of Matthew ten, um, which is again Jesus's call to Jewish understandings about one, what is a disciple, and then two, what does a disciple consider in suffering, and so yeah, the the we talked about this a little bit last week of like First Peter really does set out to proclaim to these you know Gentile believers their grafting in mm-hmm. in the Abrahamic covenant. The idea that again, what was 
what was promised to Abraham now through the new covenant is expanded to anyone who places their faith. And then when you place your faith, Hey, here's some important things you need to know. Yeah. And then a lot of that in this time in in their time. And then this is what, again, we, we mentioned even on Sunday of like, and then this is what we're preaching today. That's pertinent. Oh, yeah. um, suffering. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think just uh, part, part of the Christian walk is supposed to be, um, I mean, we're, we're, we're called to take up our cross and follow. Um, so even if, even if it's not suffering directed from, uh, you know, an outside source, whether that be the government or in, in their case, just Jews who did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I mean, Paul started out as Saul, um, who was persecuting. He was part of that, um, uh, hammer that came down on the, uh, Christian Jewish community and caused mm-hmm. a spreading. All right. Um, and and so like the whether or not it's it's all of that like there's supposed to be a like how we live um as disciples like you were talking about in um Matthew 10 and 11 um and and that's that's just a a daily part of our lives um it, it's it's real easy to you know think of ourselves in the western church um as having a you know, historically, we've talked about this before, of having a, a place, a a land that is ours that we, you know, have have some sort of ownership in. And I think that's where the nationalism comes in, where we start to think of this as like, oh, well, this is the Christian nation. And Texas? Yeah. You mean Texas? <laughs> Texas, <laughs> for so. sure. I thought so. Um, and, you know, before that, other things. But, uh, <laughs> like, it... France. <laughs> not, not France. Um, it was at one point. I mean, at one point, sure. Um, I'm not even going to give them that. Um, <laughs> the, but we, we forget that, like, God's, God's been working through sojourners. He's been working through people mm. um, who have not had a place that is theirs. Right to kind of talk about how this place is not permanent. Which makes sense. Yeah. He didn't have a home. I mean, you know. No place to lay his head. No place to lay his head. That 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 idea is is almost like a you know, we need to steward what what the ground that we're walking on for sure. But like when you become so attached to a an idea of this is my home, you start to defend that home over mm. you know all other things and and just like you're not supposed to have a father other than your father in heaven or um you know in front of your father in heaven you know you're not supposed to have a uh a work that's more important than the work that he has called you to like all of these things you're we don't we don't have a home like we have a home in heaven right mm-hmm. not here um and so i i'm i'm always just super excited about when we get to look at that and the unpacking of that um, inside of scripture and this, you know, this first part where he's talking about the diaspora and the just scattering that happens um, because people that say, you know, this is my land and this is going to be my land. 
Sure, you can have the land. We have Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you're right. The concept of sojourner. I mean, it's not, I mean, <clears throat> tracing all the way back to even Genesis, yeah, thirty-two. Um, but one that I think you're right becomes an identity of God's people. I mean, very early on, even what leads in uh, Psalm thirty-nine. I mean, David yep. himself. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Hold not your peace at my tears, for I am a sojourner with you. Yeah. Like there's an identifying marker of like, mm-hmm. it's not that I'm just a sojourner forgotten from all. Yeah. No, I'm a sojourner with you, O Lord. Thus, a guest like all my fathers, as yeah. David puts it. I mean, he, well, this, this yeah. is an understanding of Israel as a sojourner. And again, yeah. another tie-in now extended to these Gentile believers. And I think it's a heritage of faith because the first act of faith that Abraham engaged in was leaving when God told him to leave. That's right. Like he, God said, you know, get up and go. I'm going to show you another place. And I mean, imagine if, just picture that in your own mind for a second. You and your you know, mortgaged house. Like <laughs> God says, "All right, get up and go. We're gonna. I'm. A, I'm not gonna tell you where we're going. Just it's time to go." How much faith does that take? Yeah. And that's the kind of faith that He calls His people. I think that's that's an incredible heritage that we have all the way back, and we need to be rejoicing in that you know, sojourner mentality. It's interesting how um, the the importance of the picture of, rec- of, of connecting to you're, you're not the first. You're not the only one. You're not the first people to face this. You're not the first time my people have faced this. Right. This isn't the first time this has happened. You can go back and there's example after example after example of my people being the strangers, being the wanderers, being the exiles, and being the persecuted, being the unloved, mm-hmm. and that's that's not somehow new. That connects you to the entire story of my people. Whether by my people you mean the Hebrew people or the church, that is a unifying story. And and these are the elect, the chosen. That's right, the chosen. Like that. That's. I'm I'm curious about because some of the some of the passages. I mean, some of the commentaries reference. Like there's no comma between elect and exiles, right? And so is, is it is it saying adjective or noun is exactly the question. The question and is is it modifying that you are chosen for exile, exile right? Or are you chosen and, and ex- exile, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not. And it's not clear. And it most English translations are going to choose the latter. They're going to say elect, right? Who are exiled. Exile. Yeah. Right. So they're going to say that it is a noun, that's a scripture. But there, there again, probably is room for an argument. What, which is this? Is this modifying that you're chosen for exile or that you're chosen and exiled? Yeah, the ES, yeah. the ESV doesn't put a, it. It leaves it unclear in the English to the to those who are elect exiles. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly, the elect is describing exiles, but is it just describing them as? elect or describing them as exiles been elected to 
be exiles. And that's, yeah. I mean, they both work. I mean, you can, it's just a matter of unpacking the idea, either idea, God has chosen you to be exiled. Yeah. That doesn't feel good. Um, <laughs> Until you see the heritage that it's pointing to. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm so comforted by that. I don't, I don't know. Like that, you know. Exile. You're you're a cho- you're chosen to be exiled like Abraham was. Yeah. I'm like oh okay. Well, if it's if we're talking about, you know, I like the idea since it says later that we're chosen people. I kind of like that. I think it, I think it works throughout First Peter for exit for it to mean chosen to be exiles. I think it works really well that way. Um. Regardless, we certainly he certainly is talking to people who God has chosen to be exiles. Yeah, God certainly is the one that <clears throat> is the propagator of this, and that's what we don't we don't even get to verse two before we run into this. According to the foreknowledge of God, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So this this clearly at least either direction what Peter is saying is that this isn't a circumstantial dispersion or Babylon or the Ro- Romans or any of human hands that right. this has occurred no no this is this is all still for the foreknowledge of god he's elected for this to happen he's the one who's kind of moving the pieces yeah and he has set apart um his elected mm, by the, the sanctification of the spirit by the sanctification of the spirit for obedience and for the sprinkling of uh with mm. Jesus Christ's blood, which it, I mean, there's there's all kinds of imageries that's involved in that, like for for obedience, not I mean, not for something else, not for mm-hmm. you know being uh, thought highly of or anything like that. For obedience, which is a hard thing um, for us as humans, um, and for sprinkling with Jesus Christ's blood. What what else was sprinkled with the blood of a sacrifice? Um, and the main thing is the altar. The altar. Yeah. I mean, welcome to being an altar. Yeah. Your connection to obedience, I think, is pertinent. And it was funny because I was looking up, just in even my reference notes, um, this idea of strangers and exiles and this the Greek word here that that is used for sojourners um, occurs in First Peter one and then first Peter two, but then the only other place that actually occurs as well is Hebrews 11. And mm. it's the, uh, ending summary of the list of faith of mm. all the people. I mean, again, in eight, it says your connection by faith, Abraham obeyed. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, this is what we, what we see when he got called out to a place that he was to receive an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going, by faith, he went to live in the land of promise in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. Mm-hmm. promise. And then, therefore, one man and him, as good as dead, were born descendants, as many as the stars in the heaven and the innumerable grains by the sand of the seashores. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers mm. and exiles. Uh, on earth and so there it is in 13 this again it it's obedience to to leave the land to become foreigners and then 
having faith that God is the one who's orchestrating all of this. Yeah. But I do like, I like that tie into the notion of its obedience. Yeah. I'm going to use a personal example here. Um, My daughter got in trouble at school the other day because um, she said something to another student that she shouldn't have said. And when I asked her about it, she was uh, goaded into saying it by um, her peers. And when I talked to her about it uh, um, over a length of time, she was like, I just want to fit in. Wow. And I said, baby, no, you don't. (laughs) Absolutely not. And you, you will not fit in. Not you are my daughter, and you will not fit in. Um, and I was kind of struck by that after I said it to her because I was pretty impassioned with her at that point. Like, right? No, that's not that's not who we are. And I was like, oh gosh, how often do I want to fit in? How often am I tired of being in exile? Yeah. Um, or whatever. And God's like, not. Not my kids. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't fit in. I'm like, mm, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> fortunately, at some point, we get where we're not insecure about the approval or disapproval of other people. That's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> that was a great moment when I got there. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't so, know if he did. So excited, Paul might have so excited Paul. for that one. Paul's so used to being a leader. I don't I don't know that Paul <laughs> really ever has the fit in, you know, what is that called? Insecurity. But the rest of us, holy cow. That's a real thing. Want to comment on that, Paul? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Great. He's, a, he's afraid of what people will think of. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> may may come across as not humble. No. <laughs> Can't do that. Yeah. Um, I think, I think we're going to be, I think there's going to be so much in this. I think this, and once again, it is a, it's, it's hard and I'm sure there'll be people just pleased, but I I will probably be mentioning specifically that there is, there isn't a, by definition, no such thing as a Christian nation, right? That by def, there couldn't be, you could have a nation who embraces Christian ideals. Yeah. Christian principles, Christian worldviews. You could have a nation that does that. Yeah. But uh, I feel like almost by definition, you couldn't have a worldly nation and say, this is now for a national mandate. Christianity is the national mandate. You mean now or then? I don't know. I I think now. You have to make the distinction now. No, God was setting up, you are a nation. You are my people. What nation do you think he was doing that with? Israel. As a Christian nation? Uh, well, as his nation, a, th- a theocracy, at least. Absolutely. When, yeah, yeah. when you said that a nation exists, again, for God and his purposes, I would say that was that was the original intent. Absolutely. The original intent was that. Now, left in man's hands right. to orchestrate or to... Well, they said that they wanted a king. That's when everything turned. They, they, when, they, when they reject God as their king, it's no longer a theocracy. They say, we, we need a king like all the other nations. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I in in my mind. I'm like, well, then you've you've said God's not good enough mm-hmm. to be our king. It's not good enough that that God is our king. We need a king like everybody else. Well, you're not a Christian, or you're not. It wasn't Christian at all. That was the that it, was yeah. the careful. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, understand? Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. And that is a good distinction. Yeah, a Hebrew nation, a absolutely. Hebrew nation. Yeah. Now, do you have a Christian nation? 
I mean, you you yeah. do if you think about every every child of God who has actually accepted Jesus Christ. Yes. they're just scattered all over all the other nations. Yes, but not a singular not a nation, nation like right. hey, That's like what, America. Yes, you wouldn't have a. Okay. A, a human government that is a Christian human government. No, they refer to as that's what he calls. You us. need he calls the people that have had people. his his word written on their yes. hearts. Yes, and and they're everywhere. <clears throat> Absolutely, that's the which is the church, yeah. the invisible church. Right. What we exactly. have is a church, not a nation. Yes. Well, and it's a it's yes, it's a it's a nation because we need to think of ourselves as ambassadors. Um, like he said, right? Our nation just isn't. It doesn't have borders. Right on on the map, yeah. Depending on how you use, maybe you could use the word nation. And again, Peter does say a people. You're a people, a holy, people, a, a, holy a, nation. a holy nation. Yeah, right. So clearly, the analogy works. I, I think it could confuse people if we said, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. This is not an easy thing. And what I, we have is a kingdom. Yeah, and you, but it's not here. The United States is not right. The, it's man. It sure started out like trying to be. It, it, that, it was help an us. experiment in some of that. And it, yet you look at, which is a great example of human be. This is why you can't have it is because human beings tried to set up something with a Judeo-Christian mindset, taking the concepts of Scripture, and ended up approving of racial slavery yeah. as a compromise yeah. to establish a nation meant to be established on Christian principles, and so you're going like, yeah. See, there's always going to be there's always economics involved. That's right. There's there's the the world will infect Bruh. that type of always will, and so you're and I'm actually I probably I'm gonna look a little bit into this because I like the idea of pointing out how, for example, you know, during the some of the the movements, the racial movements of the 50s and 60s that there was such an identification with the African-American church with the Moses, with mm-hmm. Moses and the people being set free, which fits kind of with this, what we're talking about in first Peter, this idea yeah. of saying we, we can, as a today, as a, as a, as we face challenges and persecutions, we can reconnect to our forerunners who yes. have done this before us. Yeah. This has been done better or worse. No one's nailed it. Yeah, there we have models to follow, and, and that's that's exciting. And, and being set free is a very like right, like with God has been doing that. Yes, and then we get to celebrate that every single time mm-hmm. when He does, whether it's our, us or somebody we know. And that's a fantastic connection when you talk about again Moses here of Exodus twenty four, uh, when the covenant is confirmed, you have Moses in the sprinkling of the blood. On the people, mm. it is the welcome to mm. again either the priestly nation or the kingdom-minded citizenship, um, and that's yeah twenty twenty-four verse eight. Wow, I'm taking that. Yeah, that I mean, it, it, surely Peter Stolen. here has that in his mind. He's asking, he is, you know, no yeah, way he does. Oh my goodness, this. yes, <clears throat> absolutely. Love it. I, I in, anyway, we want you to be encouraged. We want you to know that you're chosen and. Um, set apart 